0: Welcome to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast. Um, I'm Lindsay Phillips. I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. And for those that know me, um, I really love to motivate and inspire people to achieve more. I love sharing practical tips and business-building strategies so that all of you awesome entrepreneurs out there can be more productive, boost your profits, and, of course, grow your business And I'm really excited today to be talking to Julie Zuzak Um, because she's just gotten an amazing approach and kind of covers things that a lot of people don't think about in in the entrepreneurial world. Um, She's best known for her edgy podcast, Conscious Business with the Corporate yogi or yoga i'm not quite sure how to say that one um julie is a highly sought after business coach and works with top entrepreneurs around the world um you know recognizing her own entrepreneurial journey was an intense form of personal development for her and julie helps entrepreneurs conquer their fear their limiting beliefs to remove barriers in the way of success and She's living proof that your business won't grow until you do. And um, her core values are freedom, risk, love, growth, and adventure. And I highly agree with everything she stands for. So, welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for coming on my show.
2: Oh, thanks, Lindsay. That's a great intro. I'm really excited to be here and talk to your listeners. Yeah. And you
1: know what resonates with me is because, um, like, I I live in a small town. and when I was starting my business, man, the amount of fear, and I remember the limiting beliefs, like who am I to grow a business when I'm living, you know, small, small town girl, i got, you know, mom of kids. It's like all that head trash. Um, so what kind of limiting beliefs besides that one, <laughs> um, do people kind of have upon themselves and how does that stand in their way for achieving success?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. And I think every entrepreneur will confess that they've addressed it at some point in their life. But I think what you talk about the imposter syndrome is Mm. the most common that we see. And the thing with imposter syndrome is it's not just something that you get through as one single hurdle. You know, your challenges were, will always up level relative to your success. So you might be able to get through this hurdle to, you know, say, launch your podcast. But then next year, you might find yourself speaking or giving a keynote at a big conference. And so all of a sudden, you have a new hurdle to go oh, through. Yeah. So there's always something to work on. So um, that saboteur uh, voice, those negative voices, and judging you, and you know, questioning your credibility, are that's probably the most common one that I see. Yeah. There's also a lot of fear, failure, and fear of success. And so I think the fear of failure is something we're all familiar with and can relate to. But the fear of success is really, really important because that one is harder to identify, and it holds us back because we get scared that we're going to outgrow our family or our friend circle or we're going to have so much success that we're going to be you know on the front page of people and we're not going to be able to go to a coffee shop without being recognized and it sounds ridiculous but once you start digging around into people's mindset you really start to see what these fears are of the overwhelm of success and and really being able to maintain it once you arrive so is it kind of like a preconceived idea of what you think success is and what it means? Yeah, I think that's part of it. That's why I think it's important to, as an entrepreneur, get really clear on what success means to you because if you look at other people around you and you compare your life to theirs, obviously that's not going to sit well with you because that's not what you want to design. No. And so it's up to you to create what you want and what your version of success feels like for you because I think so often we we define it narrowly just as a large quant of money and success can come in so many different ways and I think you mentioned you you have children right yeah Yeah, so for a lot of parents success you know dads and moms success might mean to them being able to have a three-day work week where they can spend more time with their kids or finishing and wrapping up work at three o'clock like that might feel like the you know optimum success for them so that they can really spend quality time with their kids
1: that's so true and um and i'm sure like with your clients they all have totally different goals and, and i know like a friend of mine up the road who's also an online business entrepreneur she she doesn't want staff underneath her she doesn't want to grow she loves what she does and she's just happy doing that whereas as for me however <laughs> I want more. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's interesting how we all have different yeah ideas of success, I guess, or what we want.
2: Absolutely. Which is why comparing is so oh, dangerous.
1: Totally. You, know,
2: you can look at other people that are doing something and you, we get, we get anxious and we think, Oh, well I should be doing that too. Well, you know, check in, you have a clear path of what you decided you want so you know don't get distracted by those shiny objects along the way and what other people's success are so bless them for what they're doing yeah and focused on what your goals are it's so hard to do that sometimes <laughs> like <Yeah>. honestly <laughs>
1: um
2: Especially yeah if you, if social media or facebook and you see what mm-hmm. other are doing a lot yeah nice. i agree Great, that can be overwhelming, and,
1: and especially when it is in your face all the time, too. Yeah, and and it's like, and I've told my kids this in different scenarios, but it's like, focus on yourself. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. So I should probably abide by that. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> now you say that, um, and I know you have a podcast on it um, that f- use
2: fear as your guide. What do
1: you mean by that?
2: Hmm. So um, what? Well- we often have a task that we're scared to do or something that we feel resistance. Yeah. We are avoiding it or we don't want to do it or we're procrastinating on it. Those are often the juiciest things that should be green lights. Those are the things that we need to lean in and do because you know, being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development. And so rather than running a business and realizing there's all these ways that you have to grow that come along as road signs and opportunities along the way I really challenge people to focus on the personal growth as you know the the main part of their business so whatever opportunities that come that feel a little scary those are absolutely the places to lean in and really focus on addressing those fears because that's really what's going to make your business grow
1: That's, it's like you have to, you have to stretch, right? Like stretch your boundaries. I think one of, one of my clients says, "Uh, get comfortable with being uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Perfectly said because it never never goes away. Like to what I said before, right? Your challenge is always up level relative to your success. So you might get through something today, but guess what? Tomorrow brings something new to grow into. And so really, you know, I like this notion of being dynamic rather than static. We're always changing. We're always growing. And so if you can get your mindset to, you know, as, as we, we chat in the intro about, you know, having a growth mindset and getting in that place where you accept challenges and opportunities as they come up, yeah. that will really make your journey a lot easier.
1: That is true, yeah, so you just touched upon the growth mindset, which obviously helps you push through that fear and kind of get to what it is that you want, so what would you like what is a growth mindset? what does that mean?
2: yeah, so I think it's it's really about being open to growing and learning and accepting challenges along the way mm-hmm. and recognizing it's not just about you it's about your relationships, so you know we we are not only growing in terms of we are and what that self-understanding is, but we're also growing in terms of how we relate to others, you know, the relationships we have at work and in our personal lives. We have relationships with our community, with our clients, our partners, our staff, our VAs, right, our team members, whoever it is, we have those relationships and that's such a tremendously important part that so few of us really put attention to. So it's, a, you know, we grow and have those greatest opportunities to learn from our relationships with others.
1: That's awesome. And, and yeah, sometimes you think, you know, business and you're, you're doing your thing and you, you, know, you have your relationships with your clients, but you also got to think about all those other relationships.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think another really important part is, is not just accepting that challenges come in your way, but it's also being open to understanding who you are at a deep level. And really having that humility to not believe that you know it all. You know, yeah. I always love that saying, you know, I'm not I'm not young enough to think I know it all. Right. <laughs> uh, yep. I that ego and we're, you know, we're conditioned when we're younger to that we're striving towards a, a single static destination. And I think as we get there and we get older and mature, you know, we start to realize that there is no such thing as a single destination and boy, life would be boring if there was totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So how would you like, how do you help your clients kind of understand their fear and kind of get past that? What if if one of our listeners is, you know, has a stumbling block and wants to move forward with their business, but they're just stuck. Um, what is some advice that you'd give?
2: Yeah. So we have a a number of tools that we use in our toolkit that we pull out and everybody responds to something different. So it depends on that spectrum of how self-aware someone is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Often it's just kind of mirroring things back to them and slowing them down, getting them to be more mindful, recognizing the language that they use and just kind of getting them to pause and say, okay, well, there's something here in terms of um, a limiting belief. And so for example, like if someone is saying, you know, well, there are no clients or no one's willing to pay X for my service, but a common one. And so, okay, so we pause and, and I like to ask them, is that a fact or is that a belief? So in right. fact you have to be able to prove it to me it yeah. has to be written in a dusty you know book in a library like you have to have proof to tell me that that is a fact. And if it is a belief, then we deep dive into that and what is causing that and what is really going on. And then underneath that is usually another layer of fear of uh, you know not believing in your self-worth, not believing in your ability to deliver, being uncomfortable with accepting money. You know, we 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 just kind of keep peeling back those layers of an onion until we get to what is really at the heart of it all and then shift the perspective to something new and more powerful. And so that can be taking the opposite perspective and feeling into that. It can be reaching for another area of their life where they feel like they're very accomplished and they don't have any resistance. Or it can be modeling someone that they admire, uh, someone who's really successful that they know or that they don't know, and really saying, what would they do in this situation? And how could you step into that comfortably?
1: that's great advice and and it is totally analyzing and peeling away those layers for sure um it's amazing how many limiting mindsets that we have for ourselves um and one of them again being you touched upon you know self-worth and confidence and i like how you like do you help people tap into their unique gifts or like Some people don't really understand their their full potential and what their capabilities are. Do you know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. Yep. That's a big part of what I do. And the other thing that I'll add to that is that a lot of people take them for granted. And so quite often, you know, if we're doing an exercise and we get people to write out their zone of genius, like all their gifts or their things that they're really, really good at, people will overlook very, very obvious things because, it's something yeah. that comes yeah. so to them. You know, they take it for granted. Women, we as women are especially guilty of this. And, um, and we just, we skip over these really big, obvious things. And so sometimes it takes the challenge of doing that exercise with someone else to yeah. come here and say, Hey, well, what about this? You're incredibly organized and you can do everything on time and deliver without any, any delay like that could be something simple that we just take for granted so um so if somebody quite often has comes to me and they want to start a business but they don't quite know how or <laughs> not, a, yeah um, they know they want that freedom of starting their own business or starting something on the side that's a good place that we usually start is what is it that you're really good at yeah that you really enjoy and what can you do that just sort of passes the time effortlessly and then we build a business around that
1: yeah I I, yeah all these things it's like man I've been there (laughs) it's like knowing that I wanted to work from home and I'm sure so many people out there you know same boat right and it's like how can I make this happen I know I have skills how can I get this started and sometimes you know I'm thankful for me you know it it happened and I made it happen but it's it can be a huge block
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this is a bit of a trip down memory lane for you, right? Because you've you've got your business. And so it's nice to be able to look at it from this perspective. But you know, we often say, when you're building a business, build something to solve a problem. Yeah. The other part of it that I like to add is to facilitate a dream. And so quite often, when people have something that they really, really are excited to do or really resonant about, then you can build a business that will help them and you know achieve that or take one step closer to that
1: Nice um, and i we were kind of talking earlier how for you i mean you're not there's obviously business strategy, marketing, branding, all that good stuff, which is totally important, but I love how you touch upon you know, growth on like a spiritual level and and your mindset, but also business strategy. So how do you kind of explain those different elements um, to our listeners out there? And how does that, I don't know how to ask this properly or not, but how does that all relate or, or how are they intertwined when it comes to business?
2: Yeah, that's a perfect question because it is a bit of a tango between uh-huh. that dichotomy of corporate and yogi. And I, and I really love it because maybe cause I'm a Gemini that that sort of natural, uh-huh. <laughs> natural for me. Yeah, um, I've, I've always believed that, um, you know, my path down, down to, yoga to really not only do the physical practice but start to meditate really I noticed it back when I worked in corporate that it Made me more patient. Made me more calm. It made me less judgmental, mm-hmm. and it made me observe, you know, uh, negative behavior in others and also in myself. So the yoga really helped uh, to calm me down, and so I really leverage a lot of yogic principles in terms of the philosophy. So when we think about bringing yoga into business, it's not about doing your answering your emails in tree pose. It's not like <laughs> that, sort of- that would be so cool, though. <laughs> That's really- yeah. I'm not discouraging that, um, but that's not necessarily where I'm going. Um, what I'm doing is I'm pulling out key principles like Sangha, which is a Sanskrit word for community. And so when we, when I really challenge people to build a business, at the end of the day, you know, our ultimate, you, you boil down any philosophy, any religion, any sort of belief, they all come down to one principle, which is we are one. We are all connected. Mm-hmm. And so if you can take for your business and build some sort of community whether it's with your partners with your clients with your uh, customers whatever that means and you know you're doing such a great job Lindsay with this podcast because you're really drawing people to you and letting them feel part of something and so when we build community or sangha with our business we are allowing it to have more of a life of its own and its own ecosystem and that's what allows you to be more successful Another element that we pull out is dharma, which is purpose that we touched upon earlier. And so when you get really clear on what your life purpose is, then you're allowed to stay the course and stay focused on how you're meant to help and serve. Because, you know, I believe very strongly in building conscious businesses, which are purpose driven and profitable. They're not um they're not nonprofit organizations that we're building. We're building businesses that make money, and there's no shame in making money. But you have to build a business. With a soul, rather than with a sole purpose of making money.
1: I totally agree. Um, and yeah, my um, business coach that I have as well—it's like you know, don't sell; you're serving, and always looking to that higher purpose. And and uh, you obviously have it in your business—that's for sure.
2: Oh, well, thank you, thank you yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you see, so this is, this is how we kind of take that, that lens of yoga and apply it to business. And really it's about, you know, personal growth as the journey.
1: Yeah. I love that. And, and it's so true. You know, you do have to uh, have your own self-worth. You have to understand yourself. You have to grow in order for your business to grow. And and, and deal with all, you know, the fear and the living beliefs and all those other things. And if you're not going to grow as a person, you're certainly not going to grow your business in my view.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the other quite literal translation with yoga is really that, you know, it's about being flexible and it's about being Mm -hmm. um, motion and change. And, you know, we see this with business over the last, you know, I've been in business for 20 ish years, um, first in corporate and then the last five on my own. But, you know, we see things like the lean startup or agile, Programming um, technology, so it's you know you see all these different ways of building businesses, and it used to be you had to sit down and know what your plan was for the next three years, and that just seems completely unthinkable these days. And so I feel like that's a large part of pulling the the yogic wisdom in as well, which is accepting that everything's constantly changing, and so you have to be flexible and you have to be dynamic to be able to respond to what the market wants, and you have to be humble enough to say, you know what? I built this and I thought it was brilliant, but guess what? It flopped. Yeah. I'm going to be humble and admit that and go to my community and say, okay, this isn't what you wanted. What do you want? And I obviously didn't do it right. Cause I, I feel like being humble is such a big part of being an entrepreneur these days.
1: Totally. And a lot of people don't talk about that or they don't let themselves be vulnerable or, or even human sometimes. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and I and I used to, you know, I always joke that uh, the millennials these days have such a great option to go into entrepreneurship right out yeah. of school. And, you know, entrepreneurship wasn't on the menu when I graduated from high my- school. No, not at all. <laughs> and, and actually, it was a semantic shift because back then, an entrepreneur to me – was someone who had, you know, been in business for 20, 30 years, and then like in corporate for someone else, and then at age 50 or 60, decided to start their own business. I mean, there had to be that rite of passage that you had Mm. all this experience under your belt to go off and start your own business. But these days, I mean, entrepreneurship means something completely different.
1: Totally. And uh, yeah, and being a fellow Canadian, I don't know if you feel this way or not, but I sort of feel like American or uh, the States is a bit more entrepreneurial than Canada is. And I, I don't know if that's just the way I feel, but do you feel like there's any difference?
2: Yeah, I do. And, you know, to throw another generalization out there, I, I've been told this many times and I've observed it, that they are a little bit more confident in terms of jumping Mm -hmm. into things. And, yeah, you know, like just a little bit more ahead of the curve. So obviously we both have our different, you know, yeah. personalities and traits, but, um, you know, just from a business sense in terms of technology adoption, in terms of, you know, forward thinking to, to leverage coaching and other modalities to be forward thinking in terms of incorporating meditation and mindfulness into business, you know. I would agree that there's a lot of American companies that are a little bit more ahead of us. Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. I so. love that. I've never, you don't think business and yoga kind of the principles being incorporated together, but I just, the more I think about it, the more I love that idea.
2: Oh, good. So your practice next time you go to the yoga studio, Lindsay is going to be totally different.
1: <laughs> exactly um so tell me uh, I should have asked this at the beginning um but tell me about your journey like how did you get from the corporate arena into what you're doing now
2: yeah it's not a sexy story I always wish I should have a a, a, a that's
1: okay Okay. real stories are the one that count
2: yeah because I, I feel like you no, know, I didn't have a lemonade stand as a kid. I wasn't calls you know, <laughs> and making thousands of dollars when I was twelve. That was completely not my story. Um, I just kind of fell into entrepreneurship as, you know, as an accident I really wanted to wrap up in in marketing and communications I'd worked at technology companies for years and the last company that I was at was in London in in the UK oh, wow. so our company was purchased by a very large UK based firm and they had a very different culture and environment and I was like uh-uh this isn't yeah. I me. Mean. so I started to look at you know what's my next opportunity I'd been in five five different organizations doing the same thing and so it was time to. Find find the next opportunity. And the more I looked around, I just had this like, meh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Nothing was really exciting to me. And a friend of mine at the time had just finished her coach training. And I said, that is a very cool job. I just knew in my gut that that's what I wanted to do because, you know, people had told me over the years, you know how amazing it was to have a conversation and they felt better after talking to me and I had this passion for helping cultures and build businesses in a different way and so I just kind of leaped right into that I moved back to Canada I did my coach training and then I started a business wow well you know what the important thing is is that you followed your
1: intuition and that you also took the leap of faith and you just did it because you could have easily went, Oh, I don't know. I want to do that, but I better play it safe and just get a corporate job. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, you know, I, I think, I don't think I overthought it at the time. <laughs> I think that, yeah. You know, it felt, it felt right. And I did. I just kind of followed those flirts from the universe.
1: I know. And I sort of feel like entrepreneurs do have a slightly different mindset from those that aren't in that they do take a leap of faith and they do take more chances. And I don't know, it just feels like we're gutsier, but <laughs> I, yeah. I might get tons of flack for saying that.
2: <laughs> well, I think it has, I think you have to be a little bit more prone and acceptable to risk too, because yeah. if you have to sit around and wait for someone to prove to you that what you're going to do is going to work. Then you'll never get started. Yeah. You know, you have to be a little bit un- un- Comfortable with that, not knowing, and just believing. And you know, I'd say definitely one of the tools that I administer as a coach is Mm -hmm. a personality profiling tool. And so we look at that, and that's one of the things that we plot and characterize, which is you know how much risk you are willing to take. Yeah, how many you make decisions, and it's similar to the technology adoption curve, right? There's leapers that are only three percent of the population. Yeah, and you go to early adopters, early majority, and and that's how we make decisions. Yeah, that's true. And so you don't have someone who's late majority or a tradition holder that is probably going to ever start a business. I mean, they may want to, but they're going to require so much proof and uh, they're going to be in their head to analyze. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that they're going you know, to st- stall themselves. So, what is one of the, like,
1: your clients, people that come to you, what do you find is a commonality or what do they struggle with the most?
2: Oh, that's a good question because everybody is, they're all like snowflakes. They all need something different. You know, mm-hmm. some people do need more of the mindset coaching and other yeah. people just really love and focus a lot on brand and on finding clients and tactics. You know, other clients, it's really about, oh, I need a business, um, a website built or someone else right now. I'm working on helping her to productize what she offers because every time she works with someone new, she creates something customized for them and so we're trying to really get her to focus on um specifically having programs rather than wasting her time building something new because that's just not cost effective for her yeah Um, But as far as what I see the most common, I would say is not being able to manage time. And that's definitely one of my biggest challenges too, right? Because especially when you're a solopreneur, you are responsible for your time management. So, you know, having that time allotted correctly and being able to hold true to that. So time management and um, the imposter syndrome is a really, really big one. You know, that's... Um, self-doubt, all those negative voices in the head that we have to make conscious. We have to be aware of those negative voices or else if they don't, if you don't become aware of them, then they keep you stuck. And that's what allows you to procrastinate because we keep waiting. I joke sometimes about the confidence fairy. You know, we keep waiting around for the confidence fairy to come. (laughs) Confidence fairy,
1: that's awesome.
2: And tap us on the shoulder to give us the confidence to move forward. And that never happens. So you have to be willing to move into something with that little bit of discomfort. Um, and yeah. the confidence comes from doing it and actually taking action. I know. It's
1: like if you're scared crap, let's just do it
2: anyways. Because <laughs> yeah. it so feels so good when you do it, right? You're like, yeah, you feel like you've conquered the world practically. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, don't try to be perfect, right? It's the yeah. paralysis of perfection. Sometimes we want something to be so good, so amazing, so perfect, we just – um, we're completely stalled we can't even take that first step because we're paralyzed if it's not if it, we want it to be so good we we can't even move forward and so oh, exactly as we always I say the golden rule of entrepreneurship is done is better than perfect
1: yes I totally agree if you don't take action like you're you're never going to change things aren't going to get any different or better
2: yeah yeah
1: awesome so um So what would you, if someone was being an entrepreneur or wanted to be an entrepreneur or they were starting small, what would be some advice that you would give them like that's from your heart?
2: Yeah, I would say get really clear on what it is that you are passionate about and what you want to do. And quite often I see people know that they want to do something, but they have all these stories around you know, I really want to do this, but you can't make money at that. Or I really want to do this, but it's, you know, what will my parents think of me? And so yeah. just be clear, strip out all the butts, right. And just stay focused on what you actually do want. And if you can get clear on that and get really resonant about it, you then keep your eyes open because you will get flirts from the universe. You will get signs yeah. coming to you. So you have to keep your eyes open and ready for those and whatever you can do put a stake in the ground and do something brave and tell someone or post something on social media, take that action in the real world, either verbally or with a social media post or telling even a stranger, but like saying it out loud and actually verbalizing it uh, really is one of the most powerful things you can do to tell the universe that you are prepared and proud of this vision.
1: That's a great idea. Um... Yeah, because I don't know what happens, but you can think things till you're blue in the face. But once you start talking about it, I don't know, it, it makes you feel like you're moving forward. And it can become a reality as weird as that sounds.
2: No, absolutely. And, and a lot of times, especially people who are more extroverted, they process thoughts by talking them through with others.
1: Yeah, so
2: just that simple act of, oh, this is how it could work. And you're actually as you're storytelling with people and um sharing your vision, you're sort of learning how to pitch your business before your business is even really built. And that is yeah, it has great value because you can watch someone's body language and I can see that, Oh, as I said, this, your eyes perked up and you really liked that word when I said, tribe. you know? And, and so you're starting at a very grassroots level to really learn how to pitch, how to position your business, how to share your dream and get people to buy in because if, you know, if you keep pitching your idea or your business and, and, and people are like, uh, I got to get out of here and they're trying to leave the room or yeah. looking,
1: or they it. don't understand what the heck you're talking about. You're like, you do what?
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do try to make it very complicated. And, and so um, so that's that's just good practical practice. Right. I remember
1: um, in a past life, when I was like 25 or something, uh, working for a company, and they had this thing, and it says, your thought, what was it? Your thoughts become your actions, become your habits, become your destiny, mm. and it has always stuck with me, it's like, you know, whatever it is that you think, you, if you say it enough, and then eventually you'll start doing it, and it'll become a habit after so long, and then, you know, you'll create your own self-prophecy in a good way.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I totally agree.
1: I love that. Well, thank you so much for your tips. That's super helpful. Now, how can people uh, learn about what you do and how you can help them uh, get their business going?
2: Yeah, um, so they can, if they want any information, they can head over to my website, which is thecorporateyogi.com. And if they're curious in anything, you know, we talked about today in terms of the personal development path as an entrepreneur, they can check out my podcast. It's available on my website as well. And um, we also have a special gift lined up for your listeners. Awesome. Yeah, anyone who is interested in getting into meditation or building a regular meditation practice, we have a mini course on meditation so what they can do is head it to my website and then go for so thecorporateyogi.com slash smooth sailing and then they can access that mini course there and that contains a couple videos explaining what meditation is why you need to do it how you can do it and then there's a little guided meditation with me and a little worksheet as well. Love that. I will definitely check that out. Uh, It's funny you mentioned that because uh,
1: when I was at yoga the other day, I thought, Oh, I'm going to come home. And my seven-year-old daughter, Emily, she's like always asking me about yoga and stuff like that. And I thought, Oh, it'd be kind of fun just to do a 10 minute meditation with her. And maybe it would get calm her down and get her to sleep. (laughs) But it's like, there's so many avenues that it can help you and why not in your business? If
2: you have a clear head, um, you can just focus so much better. Absolutely, and I think the, the biggest benefit to entrepreneurs is that it helps you to keep perspective. Because quite often we wake up and we're anxious of, oh my gosh, yeah. I all these things today. It's like, okay, stay grounded, reconnect, be grateful to what you have, mm-hmm. stay focused, and then start your day. And it can really make a difference to um, you know uh, remove the anxiety out of your day if you start your <laughs> day with some meditation. Yes, that, that moment when you crack
1: open the laptop and wonder how many emails you have. <laughs> so do, do meditation right before you do that.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for that great gift. I know I will dive into it and I'll have the links on my show notes and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, thank you again for being on my show, uh, Julie. I'll have to have you back another time.
2: Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. I really appreciate it.
1: Perfect. So folks, that is today's episode of the sailing to success podcast. You of course can go to lindsayphillips.com for this and uh, other podcast episodes and videos and blogs. And if you want to learn more about um, how my team and I can help your business grow, you can go to smooth, oops, sorry, SS support.com. So have an awesome week guys. I wish you a productive and profitable week and maybe the winds, of course, always be at your back.
0: You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.